Welcome to the land cave. We're we're living as nerds here. I never I'm Patrick. You for a second. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking gaming stuff, nerd news, everything like that. I'm joined by Owen, as per Hi. usual. What's He's that? gonna go full screen though. That's just that's just disrespectful. That's so much better now. There we go. No, it's so much prettier, so much prettier. We're talking uh, nerd news, gaming news, anything that we feel like rambling about. Some stuff you may feel like rambling about, you can talk about it in the comments or tell us to talk about it in the comments. We'll probably acknowledge you and uh, and uh, we'll be gentle. So type stuff, talk to us, that'd be cool. How you doing, man? You doing good? Pretty good. Yeah? Decently long week, but I literally can't complain Outer Worlds got good reviews, so I saw I went that, yeah. and pre-ordered it, so that should be locked and loaded for Friday evening. Uh, I'm not going to be able to play on Saturday, but I'm hoping that I can get in some time, like Friday night, Yeah, we could go to sleep. Yeah, and that's that's seriously that's why that's the, one of the beautiful things about the internet and reviews and everything and like and being able to digitally you know I'm sure you, you pre-ordered that digitally right so oh, okay. pre so being able to do that it's just ready ready to go uh, Friday morning for you um, it's just fantastic and especially with the embargoes coming out with with enough time for you to make that decision and still get pre-order as opposed to like having it come out launch day so that's cool um, I thought about sorry. I've definitely gotten to the point as far as pre-orders go and as far as just ordering in general goes like unless that there's an incentive like for example uh jedi fallen order um was ten dollars off on amazon like i mentioned mm -hmm. to you last week so i went ahead and pre-ordered that physically yeah but unless there's some type of discount incentive uh the only thing that i'm really going for physically now is first party games and then anything like special like final fantasy 7 remake mm -hmm. is not first party um it is only going to playstation for right now but like i got the steelbook of that mm -hmm. um i've got the steelbook pre-ordered for last of us 2 that is first party but otherwise i'm going pretty much digital there's just yeah uh, as soon as as soon as the kid starts walking around i just i have this i've seen this image in my head already of just all my discs and stuff being pulled out <laughs> and while you know i could catch it fast enough where i don't ever expect them to damage anything sure. let's get a little spirit so we like, we'll start yeah. putting the first the first party stuff on a higher shelf and then just yeah. go digital the rest of it anyway. yeah no no and I, I agree and i will say that it it changes like i mean it's small things but like baby proofing the house and everything um you know i haven't had to do it but being in houses where they're baby proofed or, or anything like that it's like it changes how you live and it changes your lifestyle because you're having to worry about the things that you shouldn't have to worry about like if the kid's playing and and being able to be on his own for the most i mean not for the most part i'm talking about when he's a toddler and everything yeah. you don't want to have to worry about like oh no he spilled his juice all over my favorite game it's like yeah. like that's something you should have to worry about just let him let him play so it's cool yeah, yeah. so you're playing some uh, playing some games what have you been playing yeah so i picked up little town hero as kind of a fill in the thing waiting mm -hmm. for outer world so this is game freaks first non-pokemon game um it's okay yeah. uh you know it, it was only like 25 bucks which for some people that's that's not that's not anything to sniff at but for me it was fine um it's janky and mm. i don't like that's where this and links uh links awakening man i'm just surprised that some of like the close to nintendo studios yeah like being day one um having issues uh yeah. it's just a really weird thing for me to kind of comprehend mm -hmm. the battle system though is actually pretty cool um for somebody who like again is just kind of filling the time and i just kind of played in bed while my while my son's falling asleep 
um there's no grinding it's just mm -hmm. all boss fights and so there's no experience really like there is like a little skill tree thing that kind of helps out um what you're seeing on screen right now which is the ideas and it buffs up those ideas um but you can literally go through the entire game like every battle and then you can stop between every battle and you don't have to worry about like i gotta do all this extra stuff so that i can yeah. get ready for the next part of the story yeah um so for that part it's pretty cool i'm i'm probably like halfway through it uh i don't know if i'm gonna finish it or not just because they i don't like all the fetch like the the main story is just fetch quests and mm -hmm. you know in between the boss fights if i could just kind of like skip the text easily and just mm -hmm. go to the boss fights the boss fights are fun enough to keep me intrigued but um you know so it's just not well balanced yeah yeah, yeah. uh which, you know which i guess is fair but at the same time like you guys have been making pokemon games forever and while pokemon has a very specific thing like you know you guys know how to make an rpg like yeah. even if it's a simple rpg like you don't have to go i don't know um yeah, it has a yeah, i mean pokemon games have a structure that's the yeah. the thing that people some people the only thing i think people don't like about them is the structures is pretty much the same in every game but at the same time you have growth you have some story you have enough story to keep you going at least um i've been playing a game that has very little story but has amazing mechanics Ooh, breath of the wild <laughs> yeah i um i i knew i mean i was looking at some games that were that were um you know that are coming out i tried a little bit of the games the gold stuff just you know i wasn't digging it and with the limited time that i have right now i realized i've got two weeks before death stranding and yeah. then i've got three weeks before uh uh jedi fallen order um i it's getting to the point where you know, I'm like, I'm, all my time is going to be uh, taken up with those. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to chill. I'm going to enjoy one of the best games ever. And of course, with the Switch, I can play wherever I want, whenever I want. And extended battery life, man, I'm I'm liking it. I'm liking it like six hours. I'm six, surprised you don't have Game Pass since you talk about games of the gold. Yeah, um, I haven't. I haven't yet. I probably should. But um, I just you haven't sure. shown before you mm -hmm. can do Outer Worlds for a dollar. Yeah, and that may be that may be worth it just to try it. I yeah. mean, just just to be able to try it and be like, yeah, this is how I feel about it, and I can keep it or, or not keep it, uh, or not keep it, but like I can buy it later on, having uh, having uh, played a little bit of the game. Um, we did get some some interesting news though. Uh, Riot Game announcements, uh, their ten year anniversary going on. I, did, I had no idea they they'd been been along that uh, been around that long. So and, that's uh, cool. That, that was probably the craziest thing about just reading these announcements is like, and again, I'm not a big Riot, and for those who don't know, Riot are the people behind League of Legends, the yeah. most popular game in the entire world. Um, so I didn't realize they'd been around that long, but also I didn't realize that they would actually do anything other than LOL. Sure. Uh, so this was kind of cool. Um, yeah. Interesting stuff. Yeah, Project L, um, and we're going to kind of go through this pretty quick because there's not yeah. a lot. I mean, it's it's a lot of basically like, hey, we're doing things. Yeah. Be excited that we're doing things. So Project L being a, a League of Legends uh, fighter, I mean, it looks it looks decent. Um, I'm actually more excited about this than I am Project A um, because as soon as I saw it, you know, it's a, it's a first-person tactical uh, team-based shooter, and I don't know. Like, it just I guess it just doesn't resonate with me. Yeah, the, the more interesting thing that I found, like, they said something about the fighter is that mm -hmm. they're getting somebody um, from EVO to work with them on the game. And those of you who don't know what EVO is, that's one of the biggest fighting game tournaments uh, every year. That's cool. Um, so that's 
that that, le that at least adds some credibility to the fighting game yeah um but like you in terms of first person shooters it really has to have like a story for me to really mm -hmm. be interested mm -hmm. um i'm not a i suck and so <laughs> i have no problem saying that i suck at first person shooters uh so if it doesn't have a story then i generally don't play it yeah uh, minus like free things like apex and stuff so if it's free if it's a free-to-play game much like lol is I, yeah. I you know i would at least check it out yeah if, uh, if it's free and if it's if it's fun and somehow forgiving to to players that you know obviously the meta is going to going to change and everything if going up against amazing players is going to you know they're still going to destroy us but if we can have yeah. fun that's really what it's about and free is always great and then the next couple were a little bit more interesting mm -hmm. to me but the, the one before we get to what i think you're probably more interested in but they're making a esport manager sim i i I had to read it like three or four times because I was like, oh, it's like, so like football management, but for esports. Okay. So we're talking about a subset of a subset of a subset and the people who want to enjoy that subset of a subset of a subset. I thought that was weird. It's so funny. And it's not even like all of esports or anything, obviously, because they can't, they, they would have to like work with uh, other game companies to like get involved yeah. like Overwatch League and stuff. So this is just League of Legends teams, but they're still like, the only thing that I can say that's like kind of cool for this is um, for, pe for people who don't like mm -hmm. know of the esports companies like Team Solo Mid mm -hmm. and Tempo Storm and oh man, there's so many. Uh, those are the first two that always come to mind. Mm -hmm. um, like it, it's going to put probably more of them on the map. Yeah. To like let more casuals like kind of get into those esports things. So like that's kind of cool. But there's just the funniest thing to me. <laughs> yeah. It's like an esports. I mean, from a branding perspective, I get like where they're like, oh, we're going to just use this. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, like I would, I would think that they'd want to reach out to others, like to specifically be like, Hey, it's like cross promotional. And I mean, that's, that's how I'd feel about it. I mean, if you're, if you're into whatever, whatever esport, obviously overwatch is probably the, is probably the second biggest, uh, at least in America, it's maybe the biggest. Um, but either way, like I would think that would be kind of working with a cross promotional thing, but a lot of people may just not want to play with them. So, yeah. And then here's actually some mad respect. So, uh, this one, I thought it would actually be pretty interesting mm -hmm. to you. And that is the, uh, league of legends card game. Yeah. Yeah. I am interested in it. I'm curious about it. I like card games, but at the same time, uh, it, it, it all depends on the, it depends on balance. It depends on how good the strategy is. So there's a lot, um, a lot to take, you know, to take in on that. And I don't yeah. think that what, what they showed to me was interesting. Um, it's going to take a, a deep dive. I mean, I like the interface. It's, it's similar to, uh, the magic, the gathering and uh, arena and other things that I've played. Sure. Um, I'm fine with that, but in regards to actual, the, the card game itself, I'm going to need to play it. I'm going to need to dig yeah. in deep. Um, and the I part that I found the most interesting about it in turn, like the card game is kind of whatever, like we'll see, like you sure. said, you, it, you have to play it. Um, they are doing no loot boxes. So they're yeah. not, they're, they're not doing the hearthstone, um, or what I assume magic does as mm -hmm. well, uh, of buying card packs and having it be random card packs. You literally can buy the cards outright either mm -hmm. through money uh or through the in-game currency that i assume that you get from like doing dailies and all that sure. stuff so you know and i'm sure like 
in in one in one way you're kind of like well you know you're gonna definitely like i i really have to see what they're gonna charge like yeah. what are the yeah. best cards gonna cost what's the legendaries gonna cost but at yeah. the same time there's no air of randomness like there's been so many times where i was like i eventually quit playing hearthstone mm -hmm. because i was just you know i would I played very casually and then a new set would come out and my decks are instantly bad yep. because I'm not, I don't want to spend a hundred bucks to open pack after pack after yeah. pack to hopefully get the legendary. So the, it's, it's kind of interesting to be like, no, you don't have to do that. You, what, what pay us a dollar for this card, pay us $5 yeah. for this card. Like I, I really want to know the pricing, but really interesting just that they're completely abandoning what all card games are generally based on i'm curious if i mean they said there's no loot boxes um i'm curious if uh, if if all you earn in the game is in-game currency and yeah. then you and then you pour into that that's fine because that's kind of how magic the gathering uh online magic arena works except you don't buy the car you don't buy individual cards you buy packs yeah. Um, so it'd be just like, so you can spend real money or you can buy in-game money or you, uh, you can um, spend uh, in-game currency. Uh, I mean, the, to be able to buy the card with in-game currency is great. Like you said, if there's a secondary market for a card, I mean, I'm assuming the secondary market for the card is going to be less. If I can straight up purchase for $5 uh, through uh, through them, I'm sure the secondary market's going to be less. It shouldn't be someone wanting to sell their card. So um, I think that's that's nice because that means, you know, I, I don't hear that. Yeah, because I mean, you're not gonna put the card on, online for seven if it costs five, unless they rotate sets, which yeah. I, which happens with both Hearthstone and Magic. Uh, happened recently with Magic, and like you said, all your all your card all your decks are bad. All my decks were gone except for two, because um, I didn't realize I was playing. Half of my cards were from like old sets. So. Do they still have the mode like Hearthstone does, where you can play with like any card that's ever yeah. been used? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the two different modes, but like that's not. That's yeah. Not, like like that's the mode where i can't i can never play those because people are way more creative than i am so uh -huh. i would literally have to like go steal decks off the internet oh so yeah yeah no idea. oh it's the same thing in magic i mean obviously magic and, and hearthstone are so similar and i'll, I'll get off my magic i'll well, actually I'll pivot into a magic story real quick after this but um the the formats are so similar it rotates where they call it wild in hearthstone yeah. and in magic uh in in like real tournaments you have standard modern and uh, vintage um and there's some other things too but uh the problem is the the when you get a larger pool of cards you have more interesting interactions so uh that's when it's not just the that they're more creative it's like you have more to choose from if you want a vampire deck you can you pick from vampires from past like for magic the gathering in the past 20 years like any vampires that you want um obviously hearthstone's not that old um but I guess I can talk about because we were talking about Hearthstone and uh, Magic the Gathering. We were talking about uh, the Hearthstone player. Uh, I can't remember his name offhand, but uh, yeah, let's try yeah, who um, basically voiced his support for uh, for Hong Kong and uh, Blizzard kind of um, punished him for it. Well, we had a similar story happen with uh, Magic the Gathering Arena. This was uh, at uh, one of the uh, this is the sorry day two of Mythic Championship. Um, of arena so they're playing arena just like you would normally except obviously they they are actually uh, next to each other and i think this guy uh quits or they just completely win but right afterwards um 
the uh, player uh, Li Shi Tian uh, was interviewed and voiced his support for Hong Kong. Not only, I mean, the mask was is a is him supporting that. Uh, I think that uh, he had a shirt that supported it as well. He didn't take too much time. He said just a, a couple quick things, and uh, they didn't punish him at all. No. And I don't. I think that's how it should be. Um, he he didn't detract during the match. He didn't. Uh, there's so many. Th I mean, to me, it was it was sportsmanlike, and he was like, "Hey, uh, this is important to me." It was similar to me as uh, when you see a player when talking about football, and they're like, "You know, you got to believe in God and whatever." It's like, okay, cool. Like it didn't like that's his 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 belief, and it didn't offend me. That's his belief, and in this case, I don't see why anyone would not be uh, be on board for it. So I thought that was cool for Wizards to do that. Yeah, and I think also like uh, they have they have an opportunity even if, yeah. like, from a business standpoint. Even if they wanted to, at the same time they already saw the and I don't even know if it's actually affected Blizzard's bottom line very much. Um, we're going to talk after we get done with the Riot game stuff. We'll talk about a couple of leaks for BlizzCon, but sure. uh, they have an opportunity there to look better than Blizzard and you want to take that up like of course. That, that is financially <laughs> like and I, I hate thinking about it that way yeah. but that instant whenever i saw the story that's instantly when i was like <laughs> yeah. And Ma yeah and magic's been around for a long time but hearthstone and blizzard make more money than magic the gathering so i mean yeah obviously they want to come up on top on that so yeah i agree um before we moved on to the the thing mm -hmm. that they all there there was a couple other stuff that like there's an action rpg that they're making but the biggest it to me at least the biggest announcement that that riot had during this is that uh lol is coming to console and mobile after uh, years of being PC exclusive, they they are changing like the game a little bit. Um, I think it's uh, it's going to be called League of Legends Wild Rift, but essentially hmm. it's just League of Legends. Um, I don't know why why that is. I think they just I think probably because mouse and keyboard or something is easier to to do. So there's like they probably just want to distinguish it enough to say like it's not a complete carbon copy of the game because we sure. had to make it work um but they uh also said that matches are going to be shorter so i don't know enough about mobas to tell you how long a match is i want to say they're like 30 to 45 minutes um the idea on these new ones is going to be 15 to 20 minutes um, okay so to shorten that experience uh which makes sense for especially if they're going to put it on phones but hey if you you know if you're a console person like me and patrick are um and you've always wondered what the MOBA life is like. This is going to be a real MOBA coming yeah. to consoles and mobiles. Check it out. Yeah, I think I think it's good. I think they're going to see a lot more people play. It. Obviously, a lot more people play it. I mean, I'm trying not trying to make the most obvious statement here, uh, but I think that uh, there is a huge. I mean, obviously, with the, with the mobile uh, crowd, you're going to get tons of people playing it. Right. Uh, as long as the controls are good and obviously if you have a, a decent uh, controller to plug into it yeah. uh, with consoles i'm just curious about price they didn't mention price point did they should be free should be free i would think i so. mean lol right now is free so i would think so so if it's free then yeah it's gonna it's gonna get a lot of people it's all it's all hero based so like yeah. buying new heroes and stuff like that that's how they make their money yeah. yeah um and like i think there's items again i don't want i'm sure there's somebody out there who knows way more about lol than we do i've literally never played it um i tried blizzard's version a couple years ago uh here's the storm um and that's only because 
it has Blizzard characters in it, and that was when back when we liked Blizzard. Okay, yeah, uh, but I just didn't get it. Um, I it seems like like when you th- if and I heard somebody describing this, this is actually like per- like when you think about sports and esports, like MOBAs are the esport. Like you can't just go like casually play a MOBA. You have <laughs> yeah. to like get it. You have to understand. You have a role there. You have to like practice it. You have to. F- figure out like when you're supposed to like move in and move out like and you're doing this all on an online game there's not like like there's practice against bots but you still have like this is just not the same yeah um and it's just not for me i'm not a competitive yeah. gamer so. that's exactly what i was gonna say neither one of us are competitive gamers like at the same time when it comes to card play like playing card games i'm i'm okay i mean i'm i'm not amazing i'm decent at it like yeah. uh, i was talking about last week like i'm I'm uh, ranked pretty decent in regards to arena. I mean, obviously not as good as these guys that were at the the grandmasters and everything, but like I'm doing all right. Uh, I've played in some tournaments. I've uh, I've placed okay. I didn't like smash everybody, um, but at the same time, I'm uh, I don't know. Like I'm not gonna sit and and play <laughs> and and learn these things. Like the same thing with uh, like Starcraft. Like I love Starcraft and I love World Warcraft. Sorry, uh, not World Warcraft warcraft like warcraft 2 yeah but i was never good enough to uh to like straight up compete in those games yeah so yeah it's just different things for different people uh speaking of blizzard though uh blizzcon's actually next week yeah if you didn't know uh blizzcon's going on and we were talking about all the stuff uh, going on with blizzard uh and we had some leaks going on uh and obviously these are these are rumors slash leaks whatever so take it with a grain of salt but uh sounds like diablo 4 is going to be a possibility yeah, I don't see how it, I don't see how it can be. It it's I mean we've been waiting forever for this. Diablo three came out like ten years ago, um, and it was Diablo three was okay, but even Diablo three, the Diablo fans of one and two were like, eh, it's okay, and then they kept putting it made them money, so they just kept pushing uh, you know for it and everything. But yeah, Diablo four has to happen. The thing that surprised me was an Overwatch two. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. Um, at the same time, Overwatch is four years old now, I believe. Um, but that's not. It's not ancient. It still looks good. It still plays well. Uh, people are still playing it so much. I mean, unless they're trying to say they're Three trying years. to make sure that they don't get dated. Uh, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Three years. So it came out in twenty. Was three years. It was game of the year twenty sixteen. Okay. Okay. So three year three years old. So let's say this comes out end uh, uh, of next year. Yeah. Or something like that. So we're so at that time we're talking four or four and a half years. Um, the only thing I can think of is that they're trying to ensure that the game doesn't get stale in any way because they can keep changing up characters you can keep you can only keep adding characters and keep adding maps before it gets bloated so i feel like maybe that's what they're what they're doing with this um obviously i'm i'm not tapped into the overwatch uh meta and the overwatch crowd the way that some people are but that kind of surprised me because blizzard has been milking world of warcraft forever and it was the same thing where they're like, if we come out with World of Warcraft 2, it could destroy our player base. So it's interesting to me that World that Overwatch 2 could be a thing. At the same time, it may be something that's early in development. Um, and it may be something that people still play Overwatch 1 or Overwatch 2, similar to people playing StarCraft or StarCraft 2. People still play StarCraft. So 
yeah what do you think i think it would have to be a thing where i don't think that they can if they try if they try to do this if this if this rumor is true like can't charge for the game um it needs to be a hearthstone situation where like you uh, you buy pieces yeah. like because that i mean honestly like as as good as overwatch is made again i'm not a competitive player but i played sure. it i own it on uh pc i think um from a few years ago somebody was like hey play it with us and i played it with them for like 10 minutes um and they realized it's not for me but it's it was you know it's a 60 dollars game and then now i think it's still like 30 or 40 bucks like if you and i think they've made it full price on switch like the that the barrier to entry there for a game where there is always like a new hero coming out. I don't know. I don't actually know how often they introduce a new hero, but I know at this point there's a decent amount. Yeah. Um, I think they have to change the approach to it, and maybe that could be it. Versus an Overwatch two, like just make Overwatch free to play and give it an overhaul or something. I don't mm -hmm. know. It, I think that it's really weird whenever we think about the esports games because Overwatch was designed to be an esports game. Like it yeah. can definitely casually be played, but it really can't. Um, it's really hard to casually play uh, Overwatch. You have to at least be like wanting to do ranked. If you try and do casual, it's really boring, sure. and it, it you just you know get told how much you suck. Um, yeah. That's just how it goes. And you yeah, so it's like one of those games you have to play with friends or get really lucky on on the pugs. And that's the same thing with like a lull. It's just I don't think that it had the same staying power, obviously, yeah. as a lull because their league is definitely not nearly as popular i know yeah. that it's popular enough they've invested a lot of money into it um but it doesn't have that same thing so i think if they're gonna do it they need to make it a free-to-play game mm -hmm. and then just make it to where no matter what there's always these base heroes that you can play as and then there's gonna be more heroes added on or more maps or something like things that you can buy in pieces versus mm -hmm. like i have to buy this 60 dollars game to even start playing and then yeah. you can also charge me for new dlc and stuff mm -hmm. which I, I think they do again don't quote me on that but i'm pretty sure that you have to like buy new stuff when new things come out you can buy new skins and stuff i think but i don't think the level i i, I don't remember if the levels cost anything uh but it's a sense of, yeah like uh, i think that you have to do new characters but i can't remember like there are certain characters that uh that are i don't, I don't even remember don't even quote us on that i haven't played i haven't played overwatch in forever um but it's yeah, it's a sensitive uh, like balance that they're gonna have to um, they're gonna Apparently have to. They've added new characters. At, they've added new characters at free of charge. Okay, cool. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, it's still sixty dollars for a game that like yeah. You have to, I see. It's, you have to want to get into it. It's been on sale. Like I just looked up. Like it's been on sale like twenty bucks or whatever. But at yeah. the same time, like it's twenty dollars to get into a game that you have to be into. You have to devote time to. You have to. I mean that's how this game works it's not something you're you're getting in and you're going to explore and and uh and enjoy you're only going to enjoy it if you're you know getting better at it and and becoming ranked or at least have friends that you're playing with it with it um we're gonna see I, how much people really care though yeah. if diablo 4 comes out uh not comes out but gets announced we're gonna see how much like how how really mad they are at blizzard because that's a game big enough um to where like if you love diablo it's mm -hmm. hard to, it's hard to 
it's hard to say like i'm not gonna buy it oh yeah there's uh, people online that were like oh i requested my uh my information from blizzard because you can legally request your information i'm like okay and like delete your account i'm like stupid. okay you just okay. throw away so much money exactly <laughs> that's that's exactly what i was thinking i'm like uh i'm I'm it's it doesn't give them more money that they still have my my account Sunk costs yeah so at, at the same time like I don't I well I don't want to support them yeah Diablo is my thing so uh and in addition to this the rumor uh Diablo 4 the rumor is that they're gonna have a remaster of Diablo 2 that'll be announced as well um that's an instant buy like in, like immediately pre-order that I I played Diablo 2 earlier this year and it was, I mean, yeah, the graphics are crazy dated, but it's still a fun game. It's still it enjoyable. It holds up enough. Yeah, it does. It really does. So uh, speaking of um, tiptoeing around and being able to, uh, you know, price things the right way, I guess, uh, is uh, Fallout 76 <laughs> announced that they have a premium uh, a, a subscription or premium, whatever, premium membership. Um, so for $12 a month, you're going to be able to use private servers and there's some other little perks there the biggest one uh, unlimited uh, storage the survival tent but the biggest one was the um uh was the private servers people have been yeah. asking to use private servers like crazy um i get that because then you can say look this is my private server i'm playing on just like minecraft where you're like yeah. this is i don't want people to come in and wreck it i want to do whatever i want here and invite people to come to come to it i'm like that's really yeah. cool um at the same time i find it funny that it's kind of the opposite of what it used to be where you know um i guess in the pc world i knew i know that there were people who created their own private servers and it may have not been legal but i know people created private servers for uh, different mmos and different other games and in this case you're not you're not going to pay to play the multiplayer you're going to pay to play it on your own on your own or on your own server so i thought that was kind of interesting um at the same time i i don't know how many people are still playing this how many people are still playing fallout 76 yeah, I've heard, i mean i've heard it's gotten better i love fallout um but i don't know i mean if it has a good a good fan base if it's getting better that's great i just it really surprised me to to see that they were going to do a premium i mean other than the fact they just want money so yeah, so it's a hundred dollars a year. I don't know if you actually said that, uh, or like twelve or thirteen bucks a month. Yeah, it, it, that doesn't. I don't think that adds up mathematically speaking. It might. Yeah, it does. Okay. Um, and the, I think I read that not everybody has to have the premium to access the private server. So that's something where it's like you, if you have friends okay. you regularly play with, like maybe you could all go in on one. Like somebody, you know, fronts the cash, and then it's like, okay, here, you know. Here's 10 well, bucks from me, 10 bucks from you. Like, yeah. But, like, at the same time, like, it's kind of a scummy price. Like, they they made gangbusters on this game when they shouldn't have. They sold a, like, it was mm -hmm. in the NPD's top charts for the month that it came out. Um, it made way too much. It made way more money than it deserved to make. 100%, uh, yeah. And, but I have heard that they've fixed a lot of things. I've heard that it's, you know, for the Fallout fans, I've heard, you know, it's fun to play. So you could probably get, like, a cheap copy of, uh, you know, a GameStop if you're interested in checking yeah. it out. Um, I'll admit it, just, it. I may get it during Black Friday. Like, yeah. I am I am, I am, am totally, uh, like, I've not bought games in a long time. And not that I'm itching to, to throw down money, but at the same time, I'm like, Black Friday's coming out. There's a bunch of games that I, may, that I want to play. I want to have in my collection one way or another. If they're cheap enough, 
I mean, I'm guessing Fallout 76 is going to be pretty cheap on Black Friday. So. I'm going to play Outer Worlds instead. That's how I'm going to get my Fallout fix. They're, I mean, for those of you who don't know, Obsidian made Fallout New Vegas. So oh, and it's heard... my favorite Fallout game. Yeah. That's my I'm favorite Fallout Outer game. Worlds. I'm so excited for Outer Worlds. That's why. Yeah. That's the only reason I keep bringing it up, guys. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's no way that I would give Bethesda money for this. Um, pretty much the only game that I'm really interested in giving Bethesda money mm-hmm. for at this point is Doom sometime down the line. Mm-hmm. And then whenever they announce like starfield or whatever yeah. it's called and starfield to come out first elder before scrolls. elder scrolls i'll say starfield will probably be we'll probably get news on that uh at e3 just, i'm so mad at the way that they like they just don't they don't like they don't update anything they don't like things still look janky it still looks old like i don't understand other than doom like doom's yeah. like they get it with doom whoever's been, you know id good job yeah man. yeah it's it uh wolfenstein seems to be kind of like on a downward thing as opposed mm-hmm. to upwards after um the sisters uh, one. I can't yeah, remember what called, yeah you know i heard it was like fun enough but at the same time i also heard like it was kind of ridiculous um and in some of the boss fights i there were several people that i know that straight up didn't finish the game because like the final boss fight was it was dumb um so i didn't i, I, I it's one of those vote with your wallet things but if you love yeah. you love you some fallout i'm not telling you not to but it's just weird it's like yeah. 100 bucks dude like it's so much that's that's a lot that's a lot these days so uh, it's not going to be me but we'll see we'll see what happens uh with the rest of it and apparently uh, not, oh yeah sorry they're not allowing yeah. mods like they're out, out of the gate like the whole point of a private server is for like mods and stuff right yeah. you and apparently they said that they're like looking at adding different levels of support for that later but that's, that's money not, they're going to charge money for it because yeah. it's what they did with um that's what they tried to do with uh with skyrim where they're like oh well yeah you can you can have mods and i think fallout 4 was doing it for was fallout 4 was the first to do it where they're like we have a mod shop where you where we'll sell you mods or people can sell their mods or whatever whatever crap it was yeah. but it's like no like i want to i want to download a mod I want to put it on my PC. I'm going to do it myself or someone, someone programmed it. I'm going to, I'm going to install it and I'm going to have a, a you know, a rocket launcher that yells John Cena every time you hit the button. Like, yeah. Or, or in cases like Skyrim and stuff where like literally like the best version of Skyrim is like a mod of yes. for Skyrim, like the best running version, mm-hmm. uh, I think of oblivion too. Yeah. Uh, and probably, uh, Morrowind, like all of those are mods like they yeah. took your game and they improved things and made it little less janky here and there and they did it for free yeah my best my best time playing skyrim because i played skyrim on ps4 on uh did i play it on was it on 360 yeah i played Probably. it i think so but like i played it everywhere but playing it on a pc with um there are a couple mods for textures and everything but one of the simplest mods ever it's called open cities and it's the best mod for skyrim because when you open the gates of, to the to the different cities uh it's normally a loading screen and they have a they have a pat, uh, a mod so it just opens the gates uh instead and it preloads the the city as you're walking up to it you open the gates and you just walk in and that was it was the simplest thing but it was a game changer it was amazing yeah and it, it probably was, wasn't simple it probably wasn't simple to do but yeah. the fact again people did that for free the fact that that's not on the uh the i mean you can get it on the playstation one if you download it i think that it's available but on pc it was amazing um 
one real quick thing before we uh, before we end our, our gaming news uh, segment, uh, we did have one last bit of news is that the oh, I erased it. Sorry. Okay. No. Well. No. No worries. Whatever. That's fine. We'll we'll just end there. It wasn't that big of a deal. So keep watching us because we'll tell you what is important and we'll delete things that aren't important and you won't hear about those. Also keep watching us because we're going to talk about like Black Friday and everything, uh, and we'll continue talking about Star Wars. Uh, so if you love Star Wars keep tuned in and watch we'll see you later hey, bye. but if you're watching live you can keep watching i just have to cut that for the people who aren't so uh do you need to pause for a second are you doing okay he's okay okay cool let's talk some star wars oh star wars <laughs> nothing but star wars give me the star wars don't let them we're talking Star Wars because it's what we do. Uh, if there was no camera here, we'd probably still be talking Star Wars. So this week, we are revisiting of the Star Wars franchise. We've been watching, by the way, we've been watching all of the Star Wars movies uh, from in in release order, and we're trying to watch uh, as early or as close to the theatrical release as possible. Um, so we are on Empire Strikes Back. What do you think about Empire? One thing before Empire. Uh -huh. they trailer dropped on monday yeah. i want to talk to oh, about yeah. the trailer everybody should go watch it mm -hmm. uh out of 10 on the trailer Ooh. um being the of course. okay you're you're gonna hate me for this eight okay. i guess you wouldn't hate me for it but eight bad i <laughs> loved it there was one thing i did there's only one thing i didn't like in the entire thing okay c3po's line yeah well i i think i know what's happening there whenever he's saying that um, I, I have some speculation, but like I, yeah. as soon as he said it, I'm like, um, that was just cheese. Like I didn't, I didn't need that. To me, it was or not cheese. It felt, I felt like it was a cheap shot. It was a cheap thing. Like let's get people getting, like get emotionally invested, uh, and and trigger them uh, with that, with that, uh, that feeling. And that's the only reason I didn't like it. Um, I hope what? it's better. I hope it's better in the theater. I hope it's better in the movie. And I think oh. that those are two different lines that they split together. Oh. So. Yeah, I think that I think that it's a cut. Like in yeah. terms of like, I mean, uh, in terms of a trailer, I think it was like a nine, nine and a half. Mm -hmm. um, very like there, like a couple of like minor things. Um, it the things with like the emperor were mm -hmm. like you mm -hmm. saw the emperor. And, Pretty sure it's him. Yeah. Yeah, and like unless again, unless it's like smoke and mirrors, but it like kind of looks like he's like. I don't know. Is he in like a robot? Like, is he in a mech? Like, that's, you know, that's what I like, thought. And that's, that's a bad thing. But like, um, and I also wonder. Um, it's not something that I can really like score against the trailer. But it makes you know it makes me wonder. Like, based off of what they what we've seen between mm -hmm. Ben and and Ray is like how much of the stuff like those fights that we're seeing like are those going on in like her head? Yeah. Like because of, you know the four. But anyways, great trailer. Yeah. Great trailer. Great trailer. I, I loved it. I loved it. I mean, we we both were were online trying to get tickets. I had a heck of a time getting mine. Um, at the same time, I did. It took me a little under four hours to get my tickets. Um, I will say that uh, uh, at at one point I was able to get tickets, but it was the front furthest to the right seat, and there's no way I'm doing that. So, yeah, not gonna happen. 
I felt bad. Like, so there, the theater that I, we actually wanted to go to that serves alcohol and stuff, like, you know, and has the, like, the good recliners and, mm-hmm. and everything. Um, it's a big Cinemark. Um, that kept timing out on me. So I was like, all right, fine. I'll go to the small Cinemark. And I got the tickets right away. I was the first, like, I got them for like a 420 showing on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. I got the, I was the first, uh, I was literally, I was the first person to buy tickets in that. So I have middle row, oh, middle of the theater, uh, middle of the row. Uh, and I was like, I'll just take a flask in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that works. That works. They're not going to, they're not going to get you. Anyway, I just um, want to know what you of that trailer. Yeah. Um, I I loved it. And that's that's why we're doing this, by the way. We are revisiting these movies, rewatching and revisiting this for the franchise as we're leading up to episode nine. Um so the Skywalker saga. I'm to me it's the really the ending of the R2 saga, but whatever. Yeah, I mean it's more it's more that. Um <laughs> but we'll 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 see we'll see how this movie goes. We'll see how it goes and then um we'll we'll definitely talk about that uh later. But we watched Empire Strikes Back. Um this is what most people uh, view as their their favorite uh, in the series. By the way, this is the original trailer, and if you look there, I'm going to rewind it because I think you ducked down for a second and didn't get to see it. Look at Vader's lightsaber there. Unfinished. Yeah. <laughs> so the first trailer uh, had, you know, unfinished special effects, um, but you know what? It it, it's still it's still exciting um this is 1979 thing yeah 1979 when the trailer came out 1980 when when the movie released um this is what most people uh consider to be the best star wars movie i and, and upon re-watching it i don't know if that i feel that 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 is the case but i will say from a character perspective it is hands down the best movie from a, from from a pacing perspective um, it doesn't have the flow, obviously, that, that episode uh, four has. I don't think it has the flow to episode six. But from a character perspective, from a dialogue perspective, this is the best Star Wars movie. Yeah, I get that. And, you know, we were talking about it online with a friend of ours. And, you know, like he said that it was his favorite. I just don't, I don't have... I have a really hard time ranking the Star Wars mm-hmm. movies these days, and it's just because I, I love the franchise so much um, that I don't like making that call. Like, I would prefer just to be like, like I don't have a problem saying which one's my favorite, which we talked about last week in The New Hope. Sure. And then after that, like, I could probably say, like, you know, we'll get to it, but I could probably say, like, what's my least favorite or something yeah. like that. Um, but it, it starts to become, like, jumbled because there's, there's so many things to love about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like you mentioned, as far as the characters, like, you see like uh and we'll get to it here in a little bit more but like you really see what they were doing with luke and vader in terms of like um luke being like he's a chip off the old block like Mm -hmm. it's funny during that fight and we'll talk about it but um you see like han really like he's trying to do what he what he knows how to do in terms of like the way that he puts on moves it's not the best way to put on moves in real life or anything like that but in terms of like he like you see it like he wants leia to want him to stay there like he keeps yeah like he keeps holding like you see him wait you see him like glance at her on hoth like would you just admit that you want me to stay here like that like that's literally all he's wanting like mm-hmm. like he's being you know kind of stubborn ass about it yeah. <laughs> like he you know he you can tell he doesn't completely want to leave the, the reason why he yeah. has to leave is because of jabba but like uh, he, he wants Leia to want him. 
there. Yeah. Well, and I feel like in his own way, it's his way of being as sensitive as he, as he feels like he can, as vulnerable as he will let himself be, um, when he's, when he's, you know, yelling at her and saying like, just admit that, you know, admit how you feel about me. Like, because he's so used to being, uh, to putting up that, uh, that front about, uh, who Han Solo is when he's a softy and when he gets down to it, he just puts up this front of, of being, uh, of being so, you know, hard or whatever, but at the same time, like, no, he's, he's a big softy and he shows it more in return of the Jedi, uh, in my opinion. But, uh, but yeah, this one, All right. has, fine. yeah, it's, it's okay. It's <laughs> um, no, it's fine. So, um, as, as we talk like the, uh, I, I am not sure. And I, I'm, as we're re rewatching these movies, I'm really curious how I'm going to feel about some of the prequels and, uh, episode eight. Cause I feel like, I don't think I've watched episode eight in like a year and a half. So after watching all of this, I think it's going to bring some some decent perspective watched, into. Uh, I watched the, eight twice in theaters, and I have yeah. not seen it since. I've watched, I've watched Attack of the Clones mm -hmm. a few months ago on TNT, mm -hmm. and it, it's always funny as far as those go. That's like those moments of like, um, it's just you know they they show the prequels and they show the originals a lot. Um, yeah. There's like. A, the year and it's like i have the dvds right there but like whatever like <laughs> just yeah. leave these on um i have them on plex i have the dvds and i have have them on plex because i was just like this is just really easy so yeah and that's what i'm liking about the new ones because i have i have rogue one episode mm -hmm. seven and mm -hmm. episode eight all on digital so like those are just a, it like, it's, it's funny just how lazy we are yeah, of <laughs> course, like, of literally course. like all i gotta do is put the disc in my console and i hate doing that <laughs> yeah yeah it's like do i gotta um, get up oh uh, no um yeah if, i mean if we if we could we wouldn't do any of that but uh so uh favorite part uh of of this movie there's a lot in this movie what's what's your favorite part uh, can, so the, if, the, mm -hmm. the first the the first favorite thing were uh, wow. that I just wanted to mention as a continuation of last week's is they are still saying Falcon and uh -huh, not Falcon. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So they'll say Falcon. Just want to put that out there. Um, I don't. There's two favorite parts. Uh, I think and one the, person says Falcon. By the way, in the movie, I'm pretty sure one person says Falcon. Everyone else says Falcon. Or I guess I know Vader says Falcon. Yeah, but I'm pretty and sure. Han I'm, Yes, but Lando, I'm pretty sure, says Falcon. We'll have to see. Because, yeah, so Han Han says, I'll get her out on the Falcon. Uh -huh. And then uh, I forget when Vader says Falcon. Yeah, uh, but he, I, he was like on the, exe uh, the executor, I think. Um, so I don't know if you want to go to the, like, I have two favorite. I have the part where I, like, I have the, the new thing that I noticed, which is sure. also one of my favorite parts. And then there's the duel. So okay. which way do you want to go? So let's, let's, uh, I guess a new thing that you notice, cause I have a new thing that I noticed. That's also a thing that bugs me, but okay. let's do yours first. Cause it'll probably so be a little more positive. It started, like it, this is one of my favorite scenes just because, um, shut up Siri. Uh, just because, um, this is where you start to see the force. And like, that's always been my favorite thing yeah. about Star Wars. I'm sure it's everybody's favorite thing about Star Wars. Maybe not. That's not true. Actually, there's plenty of things to love about Star Wars, but I love the Jedi, like the Jedi are my thing. Sure. And uh, he goes to Dagobah and he starts hanging out with Yoda. Mm -hmm. And the new thing that I noticed here is that you get a very small reference in mm -hmm. how powerful the Force is and how powerful specifically okay. Yoda is. Uh, so Yoda's talking to him. They're in his hut. And uh, it's where he talks about um, 
how impatient he is. Yeah. And so he's like, uh, long have I watched uh, uh, you are always uh, focused on the future and uh, never concerned with being right there. Mm -hmm. You're reckless. Um, no focus on where he was, uh, what he was doing. Um, so Yoda's been watching him this whole time. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. from Dagobah, with this dark uh with with the with the dark side uh thing there that also clouds some mm -hmm. stuff um and really we don't see that happening a whole lot until episode eight with the force imaging like there's nothing really that like spans the galaxy like dagobah is not close to tatooine we see darth vader talk to luke while he's flying by the ship yeah um that happens um we know that some weird stuff happens with the emperor and the midi-chlorians and stuff later, which we'll talk about. Um, but in terms of Yoda, you like, I had never realized like that that's specifically what he was talking about, that he was like talking about watching him. Like he yeah. doesn't own any technology. Like he was watching him through the force. He says, long have I watched this one. I think it's like yeah. the beginning of that line. I noticed it this time as well. I forgot. I, I completely forgot that I, that I, I did notice it for the first time that watching it this time where, because I know that there's a similar line where he talks about where I think that he was talking about, uh, about his father, about Anakin saying yeah. that, you know, never his mind on, on was on where he was. Yeah. Um, and like I forgot that he mentioned that he's like I've been like he's literally saying I've watched you forever, um, and yeah I thought that was that was really interesting and it does show the power of the Force yeah uh, especially after um, you know with the prequels we'll talk about like them losing some sight Yoda still has some power and is able to do a lot more than uh, a lot more than Luke thinks that he can. Yoda's a bad man, yeah. man. Like we don't really see it a lot. That I mean, that's he's one of the best parts of the prequels. Not just because like he kind of goes major. Like in 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 some ways, it kind of goes weird, um, and not unbelievable. But like like you just see that he's a bad man. Like yeah. he's been around for so long, um, but that noticing that made me respect a little bit more what luke was able to accomplish in episode eight not that luke is anywhere as powerful as yoda but uh, especially because he had kind of abandoned the force at that point mm -hmm. we'll talk more about that later but that it made it more believable the fact that yoda could watch him a planet away and just kind of keep an eye on luke and and see what's up um that was awesome but yeah. that whole that whole thing and um I'm glad that you brought it up because I, I meant to write it down, but I didn't. The fact that like he's calling out Anakin's flaws mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, you never realized, I never thought about that either until again, last night where I was like, Anakin was like that in the prequels. <laughs> like he, he was a total thing. And that, um, leads me to the, the other part where like, uh, the dual stuff. So mm -hmm. what is the, before we get there, what's the, uh, thing that you noticed slash so bugged you. the thing that i noticed so, so there's something that everyone noted that i think that knows about uh, empire strikes back and knows about a specific character in lando calrissian because lando calls han solo han right yeah he's the only one who calls him han i don't know if 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 he i don't know if billy d hadn't hadn't seen the first star wars movie if he just wanted to call him han I don't know what the choice was there. No one stopped him. I mean, he's Billy Dee Williams, so who's going to stop him? But here's the thing that irritated me that I never noticed before. Okay. 
is that when the three of them are in a scene, because she, she does this, I think, twice, uh, Leia refers to him as Han. So does 3PO. And so does 3PO call him Han? I thought he called yeah. him Han. Yeah, he calls him, I mean, yeah. he calls him Han. Uh, and I thought it was like, the, I guess, the British kind of accent thing, because like everyone calls, calls him Han. Yeah, like what? not all the time in the, in the Cloud City, because uh, Chewie's choking him out. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like he's saying Han. Like Yes. Yeah, well, I, and I, I get yeah, because Lando was saying Han, yeah. but Leia, uh, when they're when she's talking to Lando and uh, and you know Han's recovering from being tortured, uh, and he's like, oh, he doesn't want, he doesn't want you, he wants, uh, wants his kidney Skywalker or whatever. Um, she's like, what about Han? And like every other scene, I remember her calling him Han, and then she calls him Han in this. Maybe I'm misremembering it, but. I guess because I because I was remembering that Billy D. Williams calls him yeah. Han, I thought about that. But yeah, you're right. Three PO does call him Han in that scene too. Oh yeah, just only because he's like, but he's Mando's called him Han. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, well, I I just thought maybe it's it's the same thing that she kind of did with when uh, when she's talking to Tarkin, like her her third scene or whatever, but like her first uh, scene where she's talking to to Tarkin and they're talking about Alderaan, and she's like speaking in a British accent at the beginning. So I wasn't yeah. sure if it's like because who she's playing off of and who she's acting with. Um, I just thought that was, that was interesting. I never caught it before. It didn't irritate me too bad, but it did kind of throw me off a little bit. Well, so. Even funnier about that is if, so if he goes hand and, but he also says Falcon. And so now I'm really curious I'm, if he said Falcon. <laughs> and so if he said Falcon, when everybody else is saying Falcon, and then he says hand, everybody else is saying <laughs> And we and we and we give him crap for saying Han, and we don't about Falcon. Um, I have a feeling he calls it the Falcon because because Vader refers to it as the Falcon. Yeah. He doesn't say Millennium Falcon; he says the Falcon during Cloud City. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, I, I just thought that was something I, I never noticed. So there's so many little things to notice on there, and I'm not, uh, you know. The thing that bugged me was a really little thing. That honestly, this movie is pretty perfect, um, much like. Uh, much like episode four mm -hmm. uh for it um and that's tauntauns not anything but like the only thing they live there like yeah. i i looked it up i specifically looked and like they are native <laughs> to hoth according to wikipedia i spent a lot of time on wikipedia oh sure me too <laughs> I, I, hate, I go down a rabbit hole every single time i started reading stories about the dark side cave and how many different people have visited that dark side cave pretty interesting um the guy from force unleashed does um uh, like that's what for those of you who don't know uh yoda's using the dark side cave to shield himself from detection by the emperor yeah. um so i went down a rabbit hole but tauntauns are native to hoth they uh made them horses cool but you're telling me a a planet that really doesn't have a whole lot of caves at least from what we can see a creature exists on that planet and dies at night. Like it gets so cool. Where do they go? Where are the, where about where are all the native ones going at night that they can't survive? Like what the heck is the difference between like do they, the? Do they go in the caves like the wampas? Well, and then the wondering. wampas are just going to come in there and eat them. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I'm guessing the wampa, you know, just like happened in the in the thing. The wamp the wampas clearly the predator, and the tauntaun yeah. is not. But. I didn't get why it died. Like they were like, you're gonna fr like it, your your tauntaun's gonna freeze out there. I'll see you in hell. Oh, they live there. Yeah, <laughs> you're telling yeah. me that the like the the evolution of this creature can't handle its planet's temperature. Um, 
very minor thing to bug me yeah. but like it, you know i understand it was probably more of like a convenience and sure. even on wikipedia it actually says specifically like they can handle the temperatures during the day they freeze at night <laughs> i was like so where yeah you're like so where do you go yeah like uh, so they have to they have to have some type of cave system yeah. or you know you you'd think that someone would uh would write something and be like oh well they're 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 in this region they're okay but the region that the the rebel base was in is is colder because they hoth is just all ice but i would assume that we're we're at like x degrees of the equator and we're colder <laughs> Toward, maybe they're on the North Pole of yeah. uh, of Hoth. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and but yeah, you know, again, very minor thing to bother me. Sure. It was just something that I happened to be like, why does it die? Like it yeah. lives there. Yeah. Um, uh, and then the uh, I wanted to reference the thing from last week that bugged me before we go on to the the duel. Um, so James Earl Jones again not in the credits he's not in the credits at all for episode four or episode five i didn't realize that i went back and checked out four's credits he literally does not exist in the credits in empire strikes back uh -huh. um the guy that you mentioned that is in the david vader Prowse. suit yeah david he Prowse, is yeah. in the the credits before the producers and stuff so Prowse. um but what i found out after researching this online last night was this was actually at james earl jones request oh. so he um a couple people are like this is the nice way of saying he thought it was gonna bomb but he said that um he considered himself a special effect uh since he's not the one wow. in the suit he considered his voice kind of a special effect uh so he didn't want to be typecasted um he he referenced um the exorcist movie where the girl who plays the devil version of her yeah. is not credited um and so yeah. he kind of considered himself the same way and then apparently by return of the jedi he was like okay put me in the credits like and so a couple people speculated that he thought star wars was gonna bomb um and then he mentions the thing about being typecasted and so he didn't uh want to do it and then mm. you know by the time we get to how successful empire strikes back is he's like all right fine i guess i'll be in the uh, <laughs> and then uh, i also found out they added his name in the, the in the credits for all of the uh re all the re-releases yeah. so if i look on my widescreen version mm -hmm. he's probably in there but i'm watching the theatrical release and that's why yeah. he's not so fun little tidbit that's good like i'm watching the theatrical as well i didn't notice that though um because you're watching the theatrical on the dvd uh special um the one that's edition. on the special features yeah exactly so and i'm watching them via the uh it's the despecialized version yeah. so it's those dvds laser discs and a couple other sources like that they edited together every now and then there's a part that's like um in hoth like there was a little bit of darkness i was like i don't like that but for the most part it's it's fantastic um i didn't get to talk about my my favorite bit uh on here before we talk oh, about cool. the duel my favorite bit this is possibly one of my favorite parts in any star wars movie yeah. is the interaction between han and leia on the falcon because you you have a a moment where you know obviously uh, as I, I or sorry as i mentioned before uh han is always putting up this front about about how how cool he is and how suave he is and he's he's a softy you know when it gets down to it and leia kind of does the same thing especially because you know her being a survivor of of uh, alderaan she there's it's not about just being a princess now she's she's becoming a general i don't think she's a general yet um she's not but, a general on this. yeah she's not a general on this one but um 
she's on that path and every, none of nothing else is important to her other than this and she can't admit it to herself when he's talking about her her trembling here because he's saying she's scared and that she's trembling this whole interaction is one of the best uh of the best scenes in any star wars movie kiss is great and then 3PO coming in and interrupting is just hilarious. It's one of the greatest moments in any movie. And then she has to has to peace out like real quick because she can't deal with it. She can't deal with her feelings. And that's, like I said, it's probably one of the best moments in, in Star Wars. And it's how you successfully write a, two characters who are falling in love, even though they're not supposed to be falling in love, which we'll see not done well in the prequels. So. Yeah. Well, it's because she's a rebel. So, like, you know, it's not just that she's a princess, too. Like, yeah. she's been a rebel her whole life, yeah. um, which is on top of that. And, like, as we see from, like, Rogue One, whenever we talk about, um, like, Cassian and stuff, you see what, like, that life kind of leads you through. Um, that, you know, the cause is uh, kind of more important. Um, and I, I really like during that scene also where, like, uh, Han admits, like, that... He's like, I'm a difficult guy. Like, I get it. But he's like, you know, you could also be just like a little nicer. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, that is a that is a truly great scene, and that is like, it, it's also just like, it's definitely one of the best like starting like love scenes. Oh, like, yeah. I, I would say just in movies in general, in general where yeah. where where it's a non romantic movie and they added in there, like it didn't feel any kind of forced. Yeah, it wasn't forced. It was just these characters naturally. That's how they felt about each other. Um, and I think that I, you got to give credit to Lawrence Kasdan in this because this was written. Um, Kasdan was the director, and then I can't remember if he was the uh, person who wrote it. There's with like two writers. Yeah. So because. Lucas wrote the story, story and then two people did the screenplay. So between them and uh, uh, and the director, it fixed a lot of dialogue issues, or I would say it made the dialogue less clumsy, made it a lot more natural. Uh, the other which bit in here, which... What's prequels. that? Which, again, we're going to go into the prequels when <laughs> Lucas took back over. Oh, yeah, exactly. And the, the other thing, I should have had this queued up. The other... Uh, uh, possibly best like it may be best line in, in star wars that's quoted all the time is the whole i love you i know bit um which as you know was improv or not improvised but it was it was um harrison ford's uh suggestion on set to do that you yeah, know, it's, right? it's yeah very much it's just it's very solo like because yeah. you know uh who knows why like you know from a character standpoint like that he can't say it in that moment but you know it could be because he may be about to die so he doesn't want to <laughs> uh who knows like what the what you're supposed to think of the character's thinking yeah. uh, i honestly always thought it was a little cheese um not in a like i think it's you know from the guy's standpoint it's like oh cool man like he yeah can, he cannot say it back but at the same time like if i was her i would just be pissed which yeah. i think if the novelizations of like shadows of the empire yeah. um i think she was <laughs> I, I, would, I would i think so i'm gonna reread that by the way i'm rereading some star wars books oh, shadows, uh, of the shadows is great i'm i'm reading um uh, lords of the sith right now which is one of the uh, the new canon books um but i i always viewed it like I, I didn't i didn't assume that she was mad i guess she is in the novelization i just assumed that she she knew who he was and knew him saying that was his way of saying it um but yeah, I just I love that uh, interaction. But uh, yeah, we want to talk about uh, the duel. And do you think this is the the best uh, lightsaber duel of the, um, of the series? series of the series of all of Star Wars? Yeah, no, 
Absolutely not. Okay, uh, I'm, I like. I'm not talking about. Uh, I'm not talking about the ability, but like I guess the setup. No, uh, I mean. No, okay. No, but I mean, Duel of the Fates is so good, and uh, Duel of the Fates is the best Star Like that's the best lightsaber fight from choreography all. standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, I agree. From choreography, uh, yes. In terms of like. Uh, but the the thing that made this so great, um, and like you don't know that that Vader's his father at this yeah. point, but after yeah. you know that he's his father, th- like you see it where he knocks him into the chamber, all too easy, and yeah. then there's another point where like Vader compliments Luke, like saying like you know basically that he's not uh, as easy, you know that like his skills have grown, and Luke's like, well, I'm full of surprises, like. <laughs> They're both such cocky SOPs. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And uh I mean and yeah, watching this and knowing that he's uh knowing that he's his father, you can tell that he's not doing any of this to injure him because before when you you're like, Oh, well, it's because he's talking about the uh, Luke being the Emperor's prize, uh and wanting to bring the Emperor uh Luke uh you know, back as a prize, but at the same time, um yeah, that, that the first viewing, that's what you're thinking. If you didn't know the twist, yeah. But then watching it again, you're like, he's he's not only t- he's testing him, he's testing his son here and seeing how powerful he is and and how uh, you know maybe close to the dark side he is at this point. So it's 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 a great. I meant from a storytelling perspective, I think that uh, it's it's a great duel. Uh, from a choreography perspective, no, it's not. No, like it. No, the scene stuff is definitely like overall better because that's the that that was the problem with episode one is like with, uh, with Darth Maul and everything. Like he, you know, they they fleshed him out later greatly. So and he's a great character. Yeah. Uh, When you watch Rebels, just like we'll we'll get to it. We're gonna make you watch Rebels next year (laughs) Um, when it's on Disney Plus. Uh, No, from that perspective, no, it's great. Um, It's better than Return of the Jedi's for Mm -hmm. sure. Um. The only other one I'd probably put up against it from like story is episode threes, um, with with Obi Wan and Anakin because that such a great fight, yes. such a great such a great emotional fight. Um, the lines are a little cheese, like mm-hmm. the, the hate Christensen's kind of you know ruining it. But it, when you kind of strip all that away, like it, that part is great. Um, I just like uh, that's where this favorite part of me like. Vader's toying with this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you said that he's testing him. Like, yeah. I say he's toying with him the whole time. Yeah. Um, and you see the cockiness with the all too easy. You saw it in episode four where he uh, where he has zero respect for Obi-Wan anymore. He's like, your power's a weak old man. Like, it's <laughs> so funny to see, like, how Vader is. Um, I think that's what makes him so cool because there's the moments where he gets angry um, you see him choke out the admiral and promote a new admiral right then and there, yep. um, because apparently he can. Um, but he's—it's just totally toying with him. The only part that I wonder if he wasn't toying with him is that part—the part that you showed there right before the the clip went off when he falls off. Like, yeah. do you think that he's kind of jumping off so that he can like do a reset up, or do you think that like Luke actually like, you know? not did anything to him there because he obviously didn't but like did he did luke make a move that actually made him fall or was he jumping off that's that's a good point i i think he was i think he was jumping off i think that uh i think that he was again continuing to test and see what luke was going to do um you know because they'd had you know their straight 
you know, head on, uh, fight. And he's like, all right, well, is he going to continue to pursue me if I, if I leave? Like what, like what's going to happen? Is he going to go try to find his friends, which would leave him vulnerable or does he face me head on? And he continues to press, to, to press, uh, Vader. Uh, I think that's what it was, but then again, we're, you know, we're analyzing it a lot. So, yeah, um, but this I'm is like, where, this is where like, we already saw how powerful Yoda was. Yeah. Uh, and obviously this, none of this stuff is an X-wing or anything, but he's, you know, we don't know how bolted some of that stuff is in the wall so he literally is breaking things out of the wall to throw at him he's fighting him and throwing stuff at the same time like this is where you you truly see like yeah you, i mean you're good for somebody who's been doing this for you know a year <laughs> or however long it's been like yeah. but it's the not, whole you're not darth vader son yeah, it's <laughs> the whole like like person who whatever whatever uh you know belt system you're in like it's like it's a, like a blue belt versus a black belt kind of in uh, in jujitsu it's like all right yeah you're you're doing all right but the, you got nothing um so i i i think it's a i think it's an amazing duel and obviously the um the end of the duel i I'll also i also think that the the pacing for the end of the movie is is done so well because you have the reveal you have of uh of of no i am your father which everyone misquotes um it's truncated because everyone wants to truncate that to be luke yep. i am your father but it's yep. no i no i'm your father he chooses to essentially he doesn't know if he's going to die or what but he basically chooses to die before joining um props to luke yeah gets gets uh gets with uh leia and the falcon uh and then you got a quick wrap up like that's one thing that I liked about the movie is you didn't need a huge wrap up that told you so much. It told you, um, he's back with them. They're going to promise to get Han. Uh, and there's more rebellion, uh, than we originally thought. And I thought that was really cool. Seeing the, uh, the frigate and all the other, uh, ships at the very end, you're like, okay, there's hope where we hit a bleak moment, but there's still hope and we'll have to see what happens. Yes. And so you mentioned that the hope and you mentioned like, so I had this last note about it um, in comparing it to episode eight. And obviously we're not, we're going to get to episode eight later, but in terms of a middle of the arc movie, and we can even put it against clone wars a little bit. um, Clone wars ended like they had the, they had the army there and they had, you know, they said the clone wars have begun. Um, So like, it's not the same, but eight and 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 two or not two five mm-hmm. really mirror each other a lot um, in terms of like how they're supposed to end. Like they have a little bit of hope because they ex- escaped. The only thing is, is that you really s- there's a direction at the yeah. at the end of Empire. Like Lando sets it up. Hey, we're gonna go find Han from Jabba, and we'll let you know, and we'll rendezvous on Tatooine when that happens. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, we know that there's a rebellion there, like versus what they did in eight, where you literally have no effing clue. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are they? They have nothing. Like, they're not, well, there's there's no way that they could ever fight. Right? Yeah. It felt like the ending of what would be a seven or would be the beginning of a, of an arc. It didn't yeah. feel like the the midway point through an arc. Uh, That's my we'll, biggest we'll talk, yeah. is, yeah. is that versus Empire, whenever Seven was such a good uh, a good reboot, and, you know, uh, we're going to – we'll get to talk about how many many times me and my wife have argued about Seven uh, and where it stands because I love Seven so much. Sure. Um, a great beginning of the arc, and then to, like, 
ruin it with the eight versus what empire did where empire is the perfect middle movie there is not a better middle movie in any you could watch any trilogy ever mm-hmm. back to the future 2 sucks temple of doom is fine but like there's no there's no real arc with with those anyway it's just a trilogy yeah. but like look at any trilogy that you ever see and compare it to like empire where mm-hmm. it is in terms of storytelling perspective like there's sure. lots of great Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 is good but like uh, there's no better story driven middle arc than yeah. Empire Strike well yeah and I, and I agree I think that they knew Lucas and, and the and his, his writers and everyone knew this is part 2 we've got one more part and that's I mean at the time Lucas was saying like oh we'll probably go back and do the, the prequels um but at the time, like Lucas is quoted as saying, like, I'm just like in regards to Return of the Jedi, he was like, I'm doing this because I need to finish it and then I'm done. Like he talked for years about not wanting to do the prequels and maybe having someone else do prequels because because, you know, it was it was a lot for him. Uh, and I think that five set it up that re- way because he was like, we know where we're going. And eight. I don't think Ryan Johnson knew where he was going. Anyways, we'll talk about that when we talk about episode eight. Uh, it's hard not to throw some of that stuff in there, and yeah. like we'll be able to reverse it the other direction. It's just that's where that's my biggest criticism of eight versus five because you sure. want to compare that. Like again, that we're talking about the, a movie that's everybody's favorite, pretty much. Like it's mm-hmm. it's established yeah. in 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 the ether that Empire <laughs> Strikes Back is the best yeah. Star and- Wars. movie. Yeah, and it may not be mine. Uh, we'll have to see how this goes. Um, I've been saying, I don't know. Like, we're we're about to watch Jedi, and Jedi for a few reasons is is so good. So um, we'll talk about that next week. Anyways, final thoughts on Empire. Anything? I'm having so much fun with this man. Like, so yeah. we're we're two movies in, um, and I'm watching them the night before on purpose. I even though. Uh, my my son doesn't know anything that's going on because he's four months old, but he's gotten to watch like five or ten minutes before I put him, you know, put him to bed during the movies, and so I'm getting it like literally uh, his first movie I can say was A New Hope um, that he watched. Cool. Yeah, he didn't watch all of it, but he watched the uh, the Death Star scene. Um, this is so much fun to really look at it from these like just looking for things, like not yeah. just like I'm not just to enjoy, but I'm looking for stuff. Mm-hmm. Empire is again. It's the, it's the great like, if it, even if it may not be like my top three Star Wars movies, we'll really see. I'm 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 kind of just, I might put a definitive ranking when we're we're in at least at that time. I think it changes a lot. Sure. It's the best sequel ever. Yeah, it's, I don't it, think there's a better sequel than Empire Strikes Back. I would say that, other than so, Aliens, Aliens, Terminator Two, and Godfather Two are considered. You know where where the the sequel is better than the than the original. Um, I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say it's better than any of those movies f- where where it lines up. I will say no. I will say definitively it is better because it leads into and creates a, a better arc because those movies uh, had horrible third movies. So yeah, it's the good. Yeah, it's good, good. stuff. Anyways. Catch us next time where we talk Return of the Jedi and we revisit uh, another great movie from Star Wars. And may the Force be with you. And be with you.